0: welcome everybody to another episode of the home and body improvement show if you haven't yet go to CoachPoss.com and sign up for the newsletter but hit me up at andy at or you can find rockin ross on instagram um, just type in ross shears he should pop up somewhere but without further ado episode 31 we're talking about steroids and putting screws and door jams it's going to be an exciting one enjoy How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Good, man. Good. I've been looking forward to your call. Good, man. Well, here I am. Good to hear from you, man. I don't know if you're being honest or not, but thank you, man.
1: Well, we got to keep the momentum and the friendly conversation back and forth here between you and I. So
0: our listeners are having fun. Oh, my God. Uh, Hi, everybody. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Good, man. Good.
1: Is it raining out where you are in the cité?
0: Dude, cats and dogs.
1: Cats and dogs. Well, they better be collared, spayed, and neutered. Hang on. (laughs) And bark, bark.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man, I know, I know. No, it's actually raining pretty crazy out here, which is like, you know the weather's supposed to get crappy. But, Mm -hmm. like, like, add insult to injury, what do they do? They, uh... And make it uh, rain first, so <laughs> it's like. Uh, but these last couple of days have been beautiful, man. Seventy degrees. I was walking around flip flops earlier today. It was awesome. Yeah, it's been
1: it's been beautiful out here too.
0: You don't uh, see really? that in November too often.
1: No, you don't. No, you don't. I always thought when I was a kid, when I went trick or treating, I never liked it when it was so cold. Where. You had to wear so many layers And it would take away from your costume You know, especially when you saw it snowing and you're like, how, how does snow happen
0: During uh, trick-or-treating Like it's, this is it It's not supposed to happen, ma'am, But here we are But you know, I'm, I'm starting to get the Christmas vibes You know, I, I hate light 93.9 They always start playing Christmas music in August And uh, it just sucks. And then, you know, the uh, Sears Tower, well, Willis or whatever they call it these days, they had the green and yellow or green and red, you know, for Christmas holiday lights. It's like, "Ah." I mean, okay, I'm starting to finally feel it. Right. We're getting like almost mid November. That's understandable. But when I went to Costco in like September, it's like, dude, that's a little early, you know?
1: Oh, yeah oh truly no no, I I just became a Costco member about a month ago and I was like what what Christmas
0: well hold on hold on let's go back to the part where you said you just became a Costco member a month ago how did you get through life thus far without having a Costco membership
1: let me just say this I took a 10 year break
0: 10 year year break okay so you were were
1: like yeah the last time you were here was 10 years ago
0: and you came back roaring with a vengeance
1: yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, uh, I was, I was, honestly, I was very excited when I was just shopping through the aisles. I couldn't express how much excitement I was, just because I was seeing the prices for meat uh, way cheaper than what I would get at Mariano's, and uh, how much bacon I can get for for twelve dollars. I was. It, it is a
0: double edged sword though, because you'll see that stuff, and you will be like, oh my god, I'm saving so much money, but then you get to the checkout and it's like i've never spent less than like 250 bucks there like it's always like a smack in the face now granted i have a year's worth of supply you know but still i mean it does smack you in the face there's, there's only been a handful of times where i go there and buy one thing you know it's usually like 10 things and those 10 things usually cost a lot of money although i just have to remember how much money i'm saving right
1: right oh truly truly i'm i'm so so small on my purchases because I know every time I, I buy something or pick up it's ten dollars plus, you know yeah. So I'm like, all right.
0: But one thing, yeah, you yeah. have to check Costco first as appliances. But you know, it's funny you said you get excited to go to Costco. I don't know if you're being serious or not, but there are a handful of stores I get relatively excited. I go before I go. IKEA is one. Apt ABT, I don't know how you want to say it. Apt. I think that's. I mean, I, I truly get excited before I go there. That's like a day trip. It, it kind okay. of reminds me of going to the mall when I was a kid and, uh, Costco, you know, I've been there so many times, but still, I like going there, man. I it's yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I, I mean, like for seeing a huge pie for like <laughs> 10 bucks, I'm like, what? I'm like, that can last me more than like up to two weeks if I didn't made it work. You know ah. what I mean? Like, I don't have a huge family. You know, I'm a bachelor, so I don't have a lot I'm like, But I just see portions How much I can, when I save for myself and just like, well these portions are great For me,
0: oh man pie! I you love know? pa uh, <laughs> You know what else I love Is questions, because I know you have One for yourself, and then I have one for me As well um, Do you? Well, let's talk A little bit first, I bought a cubicle I, um, My old desk I went to, I, I'm one of those guys that like I'll have an idea for stuff and I, I i typically like shop around shop around shop around and when i pull the trigger i just go all out right but mm-hmm. i went to i think not did i say home depot i went to office max or office depot one of them went out of business the other one didn't and uh i found this desk for like 20 bucks like six years ago and i was like well okay i mean it'd be a good starter desk and I'll keep it, and you know, as soon as I'm ready to upgrade, it'll be fine, right? Well, I had that desk for several years. I thought it would last me a year or two, so I finally threw it out, and I found a cubicle uh, on Facebook Marketplace. Now, it's it's not like the three-sided; it's it's an L-shaped, but it's got like the back. I don't know what you would call it—the back wall to it—and uh, it's like a professional. You know, the the desks, the desk drawers are made out of um, metal with keys. And, um, you know, 30 inches high, 7 feet uh, wide on either side. So it's a, it's a nice desk, but it was, it's been kind of a pain in the butt put together, man. Um, now I'm going to do all the wiring and all this other stuff. And I bought a monitor. I bought a 49-inch super-duper wide monitor. And i nice. loving every second of it because uh, I do a lot of editing, obviously. And with the timelines and stuff, it makes a huge difference. So that was another thing, too. I bought a cheap, I think, like... You know, one hundred and fifty dollar TV about six years ago. figuring nah, out this will last me a year or two, and that'll be fine. It didn't. It lasted me for a really long time. So now you know it's time to upgrade my stuff, man. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, it's nice when you have those uh, new. You know, it's nice when you buy new things, kind of ups- upgrade. You know, from what you had, and then you're like, wow, I, I had this for so long. I thought this was good, but then, uh, you know. Other technologies do change, so
0: I'm living the dream, man. You know, I got yeah. a I got a new fridge last week. I got a new monitor this week. What's next, man? What's a new car? Should I get a new car?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. See, hey, there the you go. sky's the limit.
0: Do you have a new car lined up? Are you sure? Why at not? A new car? At this pace, man, I'll be moving into a mansion in no time. Uh, uh, no, no, wonderful. no intentions to get a new car, but I'm always looking. I'm always looking, Ross. You know.
1: I know you're always looking for the deal, you're always looking for the right, right thing that's going to fit your needs. And maybe the new car is somewhere on Craigslist or at a dealership.
0: You know what the problem is, is that I'm 90% done with the gym. It's just little like things here and there. I'm hesitant to bring my tools home because that kind of signifies the end of the last three months of my life, which was constructing that gym. Uh, it's a bittersweet thing. You know, it, it was going to happen eventually, right? But now it's kind of bittersweet. And um, I'm just delaying delaying the inevitable, man. I'm almost done working, and now I just got to work out.
1: <laughs> so just for other listeners who are, who are listening, just for a quick update, Andy has been on this project uh, for, is, would you say, it's a client of yours uh, who had this one uh, open space. Uh, it was a garage, and you did this whole transformation onto it. Uh, where you put some rubber mats down, you made kind of a full, would, would you say it's uh, like a CrossFit, but it's not a CrossFit gym. It has that aesthetics to it. It, it
0: does, but I would classify it as a personal training studio. Okay. And uh, I could not have said it better myself. Yeah, it's out River Forest. Um, you know, 20 by 17, 13 foot ceilings. Ross, I'm offering complimentary sessions to listeners of the podcast so if you feel like you want to get a one-on-one training session with me on the house, hit me up, Andy at coachpost.com We will line up an appointment, and I'll take you through a workout, and you'll love every second of it.
1: Nice, nice. And what are some of the features that you get excited when you are in that space, Andy?
0: <laughs> I'm so I, just,
1: I, I have to ask it because I'm a contractor, and so you know when I'm remodeling like a client's you know bathroom, I say the things that I get me always excited is when i finish the tile work that's in the shower and i just am always amazed by my finishing work and um you know sometimes even the medicine cabinet or just the cabinet itself i just get excited because it's mounted and it's got you know the plumbing and everything's working are there some things that you get excited and well You know just what? for our listeners to get a taste, because you're like, you know, what, what, what's something that you're like eye catching right over here for you?
0: There's there's two things that I can think of that stood out. Uh, painting was a huge deal um, because it just, I mean, it just changes the aesthetics, you know. And I mean, it, it almost like you know, because you're used to walking into a place, and then all of a sudden you paint it, and it's like walking into a new place. So getting the paint job was uh, that was a big deal. And then I made that palette wall. Which I wanted to make a video of how to make a pallet wall called How to Completely Ruin Your Summer. It literally was just a pain in the butt, man, disassembling all those pallets. Like, if I had money, uh, I would have bought the wood. But the whole wall, which, you know, 20 feet long and it was about, I don't know, seven or eight feet high, cost me 20 bucks in wood. So, uh, yeah, I got everything for free. But... That being said, I had to take apart all the pallets myself, denail them, you know, square up the corner, the sides. I don't know, that when, once that was finished, it was just kind of like, ah. And I'm by far and away the most complimenting it in anything else in that space is that wall. So that was a very satisfying day when I was just like done and done. Although I feel like I should still sand it and stain it. I should still sand it and stain it, but I just that's another project for another time, man. I'm putting that one off as well.
1: Understand, understand There's always project creep You know, if you do one thing There's always the next thing Would you like How can I tweak it?
0: Like, do you look forward to painting? Like, I do But I, I put it off, you know
1: Oh, I know I do I look forward to it I, I look forward to the finished product And then I have to accept it That In the remodeling There's always going to be This tweaking There's always going to be some touch-up There's always going to be the next thing And I'm like Yeah, we gotta do it, you know In order to see these results you know it's it's like your exercise you had to get it you had to do it and so i call it my exercise when i gotta get in there to do it you know so it's just it's gonna be tedious but you're you're gonna get a nice result and it's functioning you I know don't, it's in the space that you're active in
0: so i want to talk a little bit about um there's, well, the question I had today it was just dealing with steroids. Should you do them? And um, if you're asking me that question, Ross, the answer I would give you is a resounding yes. I think you need all the help you could possibly get. Um, nice. And just get, you know, this fistful of steroids or get, just get a needle kit. Just shoot it directly in your ass, man. Aim for a vein. I don't give a. F- you need as much help as you could possibly get. But do they have flavored steroids. Oh, yeah. They got it all, man. Cherry, strawberry. Um, I think they have grape, you know? Uh, sour apple. They might have sour apple, but then again, it's one of those things. Christmas is coming up. It'll be a new season. You never know. Maybe you'll get your sour apple. Um, maybe
1: maybe uh, sage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? what about myrrh? Um, <laughs> I know. You're like, well, that's unique. sets, Okay. Gold, not bad. Myrrh? Why did you bring myrrh? Um No, the one thing I want to talk about before I talk about steroids is uh, Zwift. You ever heard of Zwift? Zwift, no. It is an app for, I would say, indoor cyclists, but they also have it for your treadmill. And it's a virtual world. And, you know, I I set up that uh, projector and screen in my new gym. So I put the treadmill or spin bike in front of it and it's literally like riding on the road and like while you're doing it, you can like choose different courses or you can pick different workouts and I'll tell you, you should be, you know, running at 8.0 like for the next half mile, stuff like that. And so then it records all your stuff. You actually see other people on there with you and they're real people too. So you'll see there's like 20, 30,000 Swifters while you're, you know, going and, you know, people pass you up, you pass other people up. You know, it, it it's really cool, man, and it's really um, for people who are. Cyclists and runners that are considering making the transition during, you know, this upcoming uh, cold season, I recommend checking out the the app Zwift. Z w i f t. There are other apps out there like Road Trainer, I think was one, and I've seen like um, Kino Map was another one I wanted to check out. But uh, Zwift, uh, that's the one I really like so far, man. And uh, I've been having a really good time uh, doing those virtual runs and stuff. It keeps it interesting, and that's all that matters, right?
1: That sounds fun. Is it? It's, is it in real time or is real it time? Just,
0: so when you stop, it stops. When you run faster, oh, okay. the guy runs faster. Yeah. And then, do like, you see?
1: I'm just gonna be. I'm throwing my jokes here, but do you see like high schoolers smoking pot as you're you know running? You're like, oh, like oh gosh, you're, there's somebody, and they just try to hide their weed, you know, and then keep on walking, or you know, families on strollers walking by on the path too, or is it just a,
0: is it a path? Did I lose you there? No, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i here. You know. Um, no, you mostly see, like, you'll see scenery and you'll see other riders and runners, What is which is kind of cool because the riders and runners will share the road, too. Um, but I haven't seen anyone smoking pot or no babies all with right. carriages. Yeah,
1: because I, I grew up in the suburbs and there's a prairie path. And whenever, <laughs> you know, you get on your bicycle, you would see some high schoolers, some college kids.
0: Tweet. you like,
1: oh, all right.
0: That's the uh, W. That's the Wheaton Warrenville connection. Yeah, man. Those burnouts. That's what we used to call them in high school. Burnouts.
1: Burnouts. Burnouts.
0: Dope. Funny. Um, Do you have a question for yourself today, Ross?
1: Yeah. Um, Wait. Yes, I do. So uh, this one comes from Rebecca. Um, She says. It's, it's kind of funny she, how she answered her own question, but she says, uh, how do you secure your entry door by using a longer framing screw to go through the lock pad on your door jam?" And that was my question. And pretty much it sounded like she's having a problem with her front door to her house. And um, there's probably a lot of people who have that, you know, their deadbolt locking action in order to lock the door. And sometimes if your little – your strike plate is not secure – uh, they normally give you probably they, when you buy the kit, you do get three inch screws and that comes into just to help, you know, re- secure the deadbolts. And if so anybody's going to kick that door in, you know, those three inch screws are going to hit into the door frame, which is awesome. I,
0: OK, I, I think I am following. I guess one question I do have is like I have a dead. Wait,
1: wait, wait, one second. So yeah. here's the other thing. So for some old houses uh, like in Chicago. Uh, from the old apartments that I worked on, sometimes when you put your three-inch screw, it's not enough just because all the times that the wood has been drilled through many times for previous renters. So sometimes you have to upgrade your screw to a longer screw just to see if you can get a stud in there. And sometimes if you can hit a stud up to like, you know, like a six-inch screw, that's awesome or not. Um, sometimes you're just going to have to – do your best and find a longer screw again, and if that doesn't work, the, the next upgrade is to get some probably golf tees, some wood wood wedging in there to fill in that hole. And it's not going to be the best security that you have, but – but and, and epoxy that in, wait for it to, to settle, shave it down with a razor blade and then pre-drill your holes and then install it. And that's your best security. The next option after that is replace the door jam, the door frame itself. So then you have a brand new frame itself and that will give you more security. And if you're at that point, check inside that frame to see if you can put a stud that's closer to it besides or replace that spot. So that's a little bit my answer to the question.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah, no, I've, um, I've taken apart a handful of door locks and stuff myself. And, uh, yeah, you find out real quickly, like if you don't use, I don't know what you call it, but the, the part that's on the frame as opposed to the part that's on the door, like if you don't use the one that it came with, it might not line up or, you know, sometimes the hole itself just doesn't line up. Right. And you have to kind of like start over. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the, the screws, that could, that's a, that's a good question. So you're saying how, I mean, five inch screws, I've seen like nuts and bolts that go that long, but I don't know about screws. Do they? I yeah. Mean, like, yeah.
1: They do sell them, but you know, I like, we have a packet of the four inch screws, you know, in our shed and it's rarely that we use it. But you know, for my, for me working in the city, there's a lot of unpredictable you know, things that could happen, you know, because the client's like, how could you fix this? And you're like, let me take a look because it's, you don't know how bad the situation is. And sometimes you just keep up, with like, you know, you try to do a three-inch screw, it's not working. Do a four-inch screw, it's not working. And, you know, I've had my times where I'm under pressure, like I got to get this installed, you know, but I also need security. So if I, if the client wants it done right and, you know, Fixed, so they have security. I'm, I will tell them that I'll have to go ahead and probably cut this out and kind of do some surgery in there just to replace the wood and do some frame backing, you know. And that's just to kind of work it around, or just let's decide on replacing the door completely.
0: So. Yeah, it's it's a pain because uh, it's one of those things that's kind of overlooked in terms of like. And over time, sometimes they don't line up or like it'll start sagging or those that those screws just come loose and then you kind of have to start over. You know, the one thing I I don't know if most people realize this, but like you think there's two types of heads when it comes to screws, you know, the flat and the Phillips. Right. But man, those star bits, they make a huge difference and uh anytime i've bought screws with like i don't know like they usually come in pounds which i think is kind of strange but like you'll buy like two or three pounds of screws or whatever but it always comes with that bit you know at least make sure it always does uh and when you use those with your drill man it's just i don't know it's just a smoother it more bite you know you don't have to slip as it doesn't slip as much um i even now have a screwdriver with a star head on it because mm-hmm. that's how common they are these days
1: yeah you know and uh you know, I can't think of the company, but uh, definitely there's been a lot of advances in that, especially if you're using the impact drill with like the star head. Um, it can take a little more abuse, definitely more ratcheting, and it's not going to strip on you. And uh, I, I agree. You know, like I was always about, a, you know, a Phillips, but until I had a better head to work with. You know, I'm not really complaining too much about you know it grabbing and not stripping out the head. So,
0: but regardless, man, I mean, those things, in my opinion, they're, you know, once, maybe twice, but after that, you're going to strip something, you know, so try to do it right the first time, if not the second time. Yeah, Um,
1: but anything too, just try to pre-drill with a smaller head, you know, drill bit.
0: Yeah, but that takes time, you know,
1: always say if you're doing finishing work or anything, because try, there are pre-drill screws that work great.
0: Pre-drills, pilot holes. I mean, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, three, four coats of paint. I mean, but that stuff takes time, you know? And I got Netflix to watch. I mean, I got football on on the weekends. You know, I don't have time to be sitting there pre-drilling my holes, man. I got to go, 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 you know?
1: I know, but you will... But if if you want to mount, like, your TV bracket, you know, you're going to... You'd appreciate just a little pre drill, just as guidance, so you don't make a bigger hole.
0: No, I will it's, say that. Well, we talked about this last time workflow. Like, part of the workflow is just doing the pre holes, man, because ugh, I don't know. I've I just screwed up so many projects. that I, I find that, like, the older I am, the more time I have, meaning don't be in such a damn rush, you know? <laughs> to,
1: right. And, like, yeah, I, you know, we all have that feeling like, look what I did it so quick. And then you're like, yeah, but it's off centered. Yeah. You know, it's crooked. Um, and then it gets annoying when your friends start calling it out. That
0: you're was a like, good question uh, from a real person. Sh- We're starting to get real people, Ross. You know what I'm going to do just for you, buddy? I'm on my social media and ask people to ask me questions. How's that sound? You know,
1: you're going to get you're going to get on your social media and ask people questions. Yeah, Say like again?
0: Facebook, Instagram. Ask me or Ross a question. Probably me because I'll give a better answer. Um, but you know what? you funny, reason- Andy. But everybody knows I have the best answers. No comment. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into an argument with you because it's it's just not worth my time. Thank you. If I don't have time to pre-drill holes, I don't have time to argue with you either. I got Netflix to watch tonight. Queens Gambit. Anyway, uh, why did I bring up um, steroids? Because I was watching, you know, Sunday night. What else would you do? I rented uh, Generation Iron Four. Natty or not. Which um, I don't know if you knew this, and all bodybuilding, they're all on steroids. That's just a fact. And, um, but now the, I'm gonna say new movement, it's been around for about, you know, 15, 20 years now, is the natural bodybuilding movement. But the problem is nobody cares because no matter how big you are when you're natural, you'll never be as big as the people who are doing steroids. But on the flip side, it's gotta be a lot healthier, right? Because steroids over long term abuse, man, is just, Asking for a myriad of health issues, but nonetheless, um, I don't know what the question I was going to ask was. I was just going to talk about steroids for a minute, but it was it was interesting um, in the fact that like, you know, in competitive bodybuilding, you know, how big can you get? Um, in terms of being natural, well, even the top like natural bodybuilders are going to chiropractors and they're getting like these electric shock therapy, not quite, but still like stuff to stimulate their muscles. You know, they're all they're still taking protein and creatine and all that type of stuff. So, like, how natural is natural? I don't know. I mean, they're using state of the art machines, you know, like uh, anything they can do to get an edge. The only difference between natural and, and uh, non natural really is just do you take steroids or do you not? Is your body chemical? enhanced but in terms of actual natural uh, i don't know if such a thing even exists anymore when it comes to uh you know optimal peak performance and uh excelling in sports and or uh competition so uh it was not a very good documentary it's generation iron four i think i've seen all of them uh they're really poorly put together um and it was just I'm watching maybe I'm just because being a filmmaker myself, I watch this stuff and I'm like, my God, man, did you forget to mic that guy or my God, man, did you check the the, the white balance on this when you when you where is your framing? You know, it's just like so you watch this stuff. The information is okay, um, but it's really not that good of a movie. I don't recommend it. It was not worth the eight dollars I paid. That's another thing too, Ross. Did you ever notice this when you rent a movie, they're always like 4.99 and then you click on it and you're like, "Oh no, that's for the standard def." It's, you know, 6.99 for the high def. As if I'm going to watch a movie in standard def, you know?
1: Mm. Right, I know. It's like I know, that's I know, we all can't kind of run on those things. Um, and I I feel like when I'm I'm, you know, hanging with family out during the holidays, I'm, there's always that awkwardness. We talk about a movie and then they're like, "Oh, let's just rent it." and then you rent it and like oh but it's like $7.99 you know, like but let's just do it but we have it at the DVD somewhere in the house I know we do yeah. let's just do it now
0: it's it's. Ugh. I don't know how would you say it ironic but like you know if you go to the movie theater and you pay seven eight bucks for you know a ticket you think that's cheap right or you could watch it from the convenience of your home and never leave and pay four ninety nine and be like my god man how did this thing get so expensive and then when you know going out you have to go in the city at least you know sometimes you're paying for parking sometimes you're not you're buying popcorn maybe not i mean it's just way more expensive you end up sp- spending you know you have two three people that's you know seven eight bucks each right sometimes more right. man but like you watch it at home but you think you would pay more for the convenience of having it in your place but you end up paying way less and still complaining a lot more i guess is where i'm going with that but um you didn't watch generation iron did you watch one through three no
1: no i I
0: did not i did Mm -hmm. not i i have like a mute i i'm on and off with netflix just because of just the amount of just
1: content that's out there um but i want to talk about this one bodybuilder uh ronnie coleman are you familiar with him
0: yeah no i've seen the documentary on him and and because that one's on netflix and then you said uh yeah, most of these movies that I pay money to see I end up going to Netflix right after I pay for them too. So that's like another kick in the crotch. Um, now, very familiar with um, Ronnie Coleman because I just watched his documentary. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, well, I just well, I listened to his interview on uh, Joe Rogan, um, and he was pretty much talking about how he he how he pretty much after all this he 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 only could walks. Sp- you know a certain distance and his back is pretty much like what do you call it um shot yeah it's shot and he's got so much i could say like you know reinforcement just to help him out you know i mean like i'm not a surgeon i don't know any of these you know but like it's what do you call it when your spine is in one place we call it like it's fixed yeah it's fixed and i'm just like It scares me because, you know, I'm a contractor and, you know, I, as things are stable and, you know, in place where you try not to make that and then they they do that to your back. And it's like, I'm amazed about, you know, what you can do to the human body and how after all that work that, you know, he put into exercising his discipline, I'm I'm amazed. And it, it's sad that that had to happen to him and his back.
0: You yeah. Know, but, and you know, the
1: limitations it, it has brought into his life. You know. It's I the respect
0: that The same thing happens with football players, right? Like I mean those are those are abusive sports, and the longer you're in them, the more inclined you are to be permanently disabled. Uh, you know everyone's example from football is Earl Campbell. He was just a bruising running back. He graduated from, I believe, University of Texas, and he played for the Houston Oilers. And he he just just run over people. He didn't even try and run around them, and now he could barely walk. Ronnie Coleman was another example. But you, if you watch the documentary, which I do believe is on Netflix, um, first of all, the guy—I don't want to say had a couple screws loose. He he just seemed like a genuinely—he was just a the meathead to the extreme, and just a genuinely nice guy that just worked his ass off. Right, but. Did not know the meaning of dialing it back. And so even other bodybuilders were like, yeah, you know, I did it for six, seven years and I kind of called it quits. Ronnie Coleman just kept going and he was at the top of the sport for so long. And now it's, you know, he's, he's surgery after surgery and the guy can barely move and. It's, it's counterproductive man I, I mean at some point you're, if your quality of life is diminishing that much you gotta ask yourself was it really worth it and uh, who is this Joe Rogan guy you keep bringing up does does he do stuff what what does he do I don't you never mentioned Joe Rogan ever
1: I think he does some comedy stuff hmm. and um, oh the fear factor guy I think guy. he does the podcast I, podcasting yeah he does some of the podcasting hmm. and
0: uh, um, wasn't he on like that news radio I think News radio I think so Yeah, uh, now it's a shout out to my buddy Danny, who's like the only other guy who listens to this uh, podcast. He loves Joe Rogan too. He says me and Joe Rogan are like neck and neck in terms of like quality of podcast, like how to facilitate a podcast. And you as a co-host are really, you're like a distance, like you know, how numbers go on forever. You're somewhere really, really low on the list. Hey, do you are think you we'll ever... me down right now? Is that what you're doing? Mm. I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't have done that. No, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's not nice. No, nah, I was stupid. Um,
1: to bring it back, um, no, I think it's interesting about Ronnie Coleman again. Let's just say this about Ronnie Coleman. I mean, I'm amazed how this guy, I love his attitude, his personality, uh, his energy. I mean, like, that's amazing. Um, I think it's it's interesting, too, that he was involved in some, some form of steroids, too. They all were, but, but yes. But... It, it's like, again, the regulations, you know, like there's so many different forms and there's always, ed, you know, re, new steroids again, you know, that that testing cannot show when they test them. And so,
0: yeah, but I mean, in a sport like bodybuilding, from what I understand, like the IFBB and um, there's a, there's another um, organization that does it and they test one person a year. Or something like that it's something like and then so they can say well yeah we do random drug tests so, so like out of the hundreds of people who compete you know or maybe even thousands they test one person a year so it, and I, I'm sure those guys you know I mean how regulated could it possibly be if you're looking like that you know what I mean so mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know I, I just want I just if you really have nothing to do on a Sunday and you're really into bodybuilding um, check out the Generation Iron series, but it's just kind of stupid, to be honest. Just a bunch of meatheads talking about lifting weights, which, you know, there's some that are better than others. I've seen some documentaries that are quality. I think all the CrossFit documentaries are very well done in terms of the editing and the way they shoot them. Uh, They just keep your interest. And then you see stuff like this, and you're like, my God, I could have done better with a camcorder when I was in high school, you know, but maybe I'm just too picky, you know? Maybe I should be.
1: Does Does it remind you of, like, early Netflix?
0: It reminds me of, like, documentaries from the 90s. Like, watch, like, um... Shit, you watch, like, Thin Blue Line, um, Earl Morris's first one. Like, it, it kind of holds up because the content is really interesting, but the way it was shot was really bad, you know? Um, there's a lot of documentaries that are like that. They just don't, like, they don't hold up. So, most of the Ken Burns ones do, um... But then, yeah, if you, you'll you see like Netflix, you'll see Amazon. They'll have these documentaries from like the, like the 90s or early 2000s. And even if the topics are interesting, it's just like, my God, man, what did you shoot this on your cell phone? You know, it, I don't know. I'm picky <laughs> and I'm not very nice apparently so I gotta work on yeah. that Ross teach me teach me to be nice no nicer. I just
1: think it's funny you know I, I it's I it, I know it's like from the various amounts of uh, podcasting from other podcasts I've listened to there's quality that comes through you know and um, I think it's funny when you see other people how they do their their podcast and, and for you it's films and documentaries so it's always funny I
0: think you well, get you the yeah. Message. I mean, that's totally right. So, like, I mean, the the Shure SM7B, which is the pot or the the mics that Joe Rogan used, those are like usually about two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars mics, right? And, and everyone has one. You know, I'm, I have an AT2020, which is a $99 mic. I think I have two of them, which if you ever come over, you can use the other one. Um, you know, it, it and I do what I can to make it sound decent. And I try to put an intro and, in, you know, exit song and stuff like that just to kind of bump up the quality value a little bit. Because, you know, I think that's what sets apart. You know, some of the just, I mean, there's a bazillion podcasts out there, right? But like, put a little bit of effort into it. Same thing with documentaries. Everyone's making documentaries these days, man. But put a little bit of effort into it. It's going to set you apart. Uh, but that being said, man, it really does still boil down to quality of content, you know? I mean, you can shoot the best looking documentary in the world, man. But if it's about something stupid, uh, no one's going to care, right?
1: Uh,
0: Someone's going to you know, care, but
1: somebody there's always somebody who cares but i think it's it's a quick turnover man there's so much entertainment it's like wow that was great hey yeah. out what's going on next that, week
0: that brings up like, a great uh topic too in the sense that like you know you go spend a year on something and someone watches it an hour and a half and then they go yeah that was good and you're like man you have no idea what went into putting that together it's like uh, well what are you working on next and you're like i'm taking a break you know i just worked on something for an entire year um, uh,
1: yeah, right. No, truly, truly, yeah. It's a, I, I know it's like a circuit, you know, exercise circuit, you know, from all the obstacles that you did, that you went through in order mm-hmm. to keep it, you know, to the finish line of it, and you're done with it. You're like, yeah, that that took me about a year and a half. That was awesome.
0: Well, I shit, love how you always your use, next thing. You always use exor- exercise analogies because you think that's all I understand, which is true. That's all I understand. I don't understand anything else. Well, Just it's exercise. good. Well, I think, well, that's what I, how I look at it. good good, man Uh, we're gonna make this a hard wrap this was not a very you did I mean you got a question I think going forward this is it Ross you're gonna find questions for yourself and I'm gonna find find questions for myself real questions from real people even if I have to ask people on the street like dude I got a podcast I need you to ask me something about health Three, two, one, go please you know yeah please I'm gonna get real questions from real people yeah
1: yeah they would appreciate that get involved get real
0: I mean, get c- started. continue to work on my office, man, get this thing over with, because right now there's just like wires and I got a vacuum cleaner next to me, papers are all over the place. I hate it when it's like this, man, it's so hard to do anything.
1: I know that's when I, you know, I clean my space on the weekend, I was like, "Yes, this is great. And then it comes to the week. I was like, God, what happened? I was like, oh, I was just active trying to get more things done.
0: Got you need to it. come clean my space.
1: But yeah bring it back bring it back to the myspace
0: <laughs> all right ross that's all she wrote
1: good hearing from you man good good talking about steroids and uh get you we'll some keep you posted for next week everybody
0: get your needle kit man i'll have the steroids you'll be benching 450 in no time i'll
1: find real friends this way yes steroids
0: and we're out there you have it folks another episode of the home and body improvement show again go to coachpodge.com and sign up for that newsletter and hit us up we want real questions from real people you are the show and we are the answers so ask us some questions other than that we will see you next time